Hi, everyone. This is Eric Hewitt, Co-Chief Investment Officer here at SSNC Alps Advisors. And you're listening to Inside the Rendezvous, where our research team dives into investment topics relevant to wealth managers and their clients. If you're interested in our written content, including back materials for this episode, head to alpsadvisors.com. Or if you're a Black Diamond user, our research is also available in the Rendezvous Model Marketplace. In this episode, we'll be speaking with Jimmy Wanger, one of our analysts covering real assets. Jimmy is part of a team who have pushed our thought leadership around energy transition and the importance of carbon-based energy sources required as economies transition to clean energy. He's done a bunch of work around carbon credit markets and has identified a potential opportunity in voluntary carbon credits. Welcome to the rendezvous, Jimmy. Thanks. I'm excited to be here. That's awesome. cool. Yeah. Now, I loved reading your paper. And, and really what's interesting about it to me is that, um, you know, our view as a team, as a research team on energy transition, um, is that there's going to be some level of participation from clean energy and there's going to be some level of participation from legacy fossil fuels. And in a model or in an investment environment, we can express both of those. And so one, one of the things that you explored was um, the carbon markets. You explored the carbon markets and, and did a lot of work around uh, some of the innovation that could potentially happen in carbon markets, which is one side of that that the energy transition coin. So first of all, for people that are listening here, talk about or, or explain what, what carbon credits are and how they work. Yeah, so carbon credits are basically this idea that we can get some sort of funding for clean energy projects uh, without having to go to sources of financing like a bank or something like that. So basically, somebody has this idea, um, hey, I'm going to I'm gonna do this project. Um, an example is, um, that's gotten a lot of attention, is uh, deforestation avoidance. So basically, somebody's like, hey, I'm going to cut down um, this whole big forest, basically, um, and um, we could have revenues associated with that timber, or instead we could basically say, let's not cut this down and um, basically agree that the carbon that is going to be captured by the trees that are existing in that forest um, can be converted into carbon credits. And then somebody who wants to do some sort of an offset program, so like an airline or something like that, can buy the credits that are created uh, and claim some sort of um, reduction in their own carbon footprint. So okay, okay. So uh, why do companies do this? So you know, when when it, the way that you go through it, um, there are two types of of carbon markets: compliance or mandatory, and then voluntary. Uh, but talk a little bit about the motivations behind users of of mm-hmm. carbon credits. Mm-hmm. So, so those two different carbon markets, uh, compliance versus voluntary, have different motivations for each of them. Okay. So in the compliance markets, these are companies that are basically being forced to participate. Um, so this is some sort of a, a government program. Um, an example is uh, in California, there, there's a compliance carbon market where companies are, are forced to have a certain carbon footprint, depending on what industry they're in, and they basically have to buy these kinds of credits. Um, and this is a very thoroughly regulated in- industry. There's a lot of oversight. Um, a lot of very thorough um, uh, research is being done to make it's sure it's big. It's huge. Yeah, I so, was surprised at this. And so you're 
I mean, so I think $800 billion or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think you got the numbers from the World Bank. Mm-hmm. That's right. $850 billion. Yeah, it's, it's big. Um, and on the other side of that is the voluntary market. And these are companies that aren't being told to do this. They're basically just doing it for the um, the, the boost that they get with consumers. So this is like uh, a lot of airlines started doing this, where when you're um, basically purchasing a seat on an airline, There'll be like there'll be this little like checkbox that says, "Do you want to offset your carbon impact with taking this flight?" Um, and the airlines can purchase um, carbon offset credits um, from voluntary markets uh, in order to offset uh, some of the carbon impact that they're having. Um, other examples are Google and Meta sort of getting involved in this as well. So it's like marketing or branding it's, or it's exactly, yeah. You know, in some ways greenwashing, but. Uh, Right. I mean, I mean, it is it is greenwashing in the sense that they want to just, you know, paint over it and make it look like they're doing a better job. It's it's not always going to be uh, greenwashing in the sense that it's not real, but there's a lot of that going on. Okay. So because the market is voluntary, there's way less oversight. So the compliance markets, like I said, have a ton of oversight. Um, it's heavily regulated. Voluntary markets are people just coming up with ideas and being like, I have this project that will do this thing. Um, and then Meta will be like, okay, cool, let me buy some of those credits from you. And, and it's real money. It's real money changing hands, yeah. And so so, so Meta will, will buy these credits, uh, money will change hands, and Meta will claim some sort of reduction um, based on um, whatever vendor they said um, the reduction in CO2 okay. was going to be. Um, and yeah, it's 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 way smaller. Uh, I think uh, the two two billion dollars. Exactly. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So, so so the numbers. I, I I apologize. It wasn't from the World Bank. It was from Bloomberg NEF, which is one of the research organizations within Bloomberg. But the disparity in size between the the mandatory market of eight hundred and fifty billion dollars relative to the voluntary market of only two billion dollars. Yeah. So you see opportunity for growth and as well as um, uh, mature m- maturation of the voluntary market. That's where you see the primary opportunity. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, the, this is something that's really interesting because um, there's been a ton of news that's coming out about this, about how, um, you know, there, it's greenwashing. It's not real. These credits that are being produced in the voluntary market, um, you know, a lot of them can be like duplication or a lot of them just aren't actually doing what they're supposed to be doing. Um, and the at the end of the day, it's a really young market. Like this is this is something that hasn't really been thoroughly um, built out yet, um, just given its size, as it's relatively obvious, two billion versus eight hundred fifty billion, um, it just hasn't really reached scale yet or gotten the attention that it needs in order to be really, um, really built out and have that level of oversight. Thanks for listening, and if you like what you heard, please subscribe and share. We appreciate your time and value your feedback, which, by the way, you can send using the contact us link at alpsadvisors.com.